0: A man tried to trade a baby that he kidnapped for 15 Big Macs. Confused Canadians are reporting hard butter. And a man faked his own kidnapping because he didn't want to go to work. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. My name is Jonesy. I'm very glad that you're here. I do three weird news stories from around the world, and I hope they're fun. Let's find out. (laughs) A man tried to trade a kidnapped baby for 15 Big Macs at McDonald's. A three-month-old baby has been reunited with her parents after she was kidnapped by a man, a very large man. At Riverfront Park in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey, man, Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey, what can happen there? I don't know. Maybe you would be inside a McDonald's and have a man come up with you and like, hey, man, why don't you give me a large fry? I'll give you two babies. What do you think about that? Hey, hey welcome to Arkansas. That's how it is. Arkansas, guys. Trading babies for Big Macs. There's not many details on how the man acquired the baby. <laughs> oh, I have some details. He is a kidnapper. That's how he acquires babies. He kidnaps them. He steals them. No one's going to have a baby with this man if you saw a photo of him. And, of course, if you got to know him, no one would ever make a baby with a person that thinks that babies have the value of 15 Big Macs. Um, it's what he did with the baby after he kidnapped her that has the community completely shocked. I don't know why you're so shocked. This is Arkansas, after all. According to employees at the McDonald's, a heavy set man, 44-year-old Henry Osterman entered the restaurant around 2:30 p.m. with a baby in a blanket. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, at least he had a blanket. Although I guess that if you're trying to trade a baby for Big Macs, you want to wrap it up in something pretty. You want to really decorate the baby, make it look like it's appealing. You know, make it worth. You know, without a blanket, the baby's probably worth five Big Macs. But you know, in a pretty blanket, now it's 15 Big Macs. This guy's planning ahead. It's called. The man seemed a bit nervous. Uh, My guess is he's not nervous because he's about to trade a baby for Big Macs. My guess is he's just really hungry. These are hunger pains. (laughs) He told the employee at the McDonald's register that he had the munchies and he ordered 15 Big Macs. According to the report, when the cashier gave him his total, he handed over the baby to her. This can't be real. Is this story real? Hold on a second. (laughs) Oh, man. Turns out the story is completely fictitious. I should have known. You know, I'm in my defense, I mean, the titles of stories these days are just so unbelievable anyways. Like, why would I not think this was true? I look at the title, A Man Trades a Baby for Big Macs. I look at the the state, Arkansas. I'm like, yeah, that sounds all right. My first guess was Florida, of course. I don't know. We're kind of having some fun with this, right? I mean, what's more important on Weird AF News? This would be a debate. Is it entertainment or is it facts? Well, considering I'm not that intelligent, we can't all, you know, you're not going to guarantee to get the most straightforward facts anyways on Weird AF News. Let's just roll with the story because it's, it's hilarious. There's a quote here. The head cashier at the Little Rock McDonald's, that doesn't probably exist, said, uh, I look at the man handing me the baby and I'm thinking, what, what, what am I going to do with this? He told me he didn't have any money, but I could take the baby. I said, fool. You need to back the F up, fool. That's when he threw the baby at me. He ran behind the cash register, grabbed all the burgers on the food warmer. I said, that white man is crazy. Two other employees stepped into action and tackled the would-be hamburglar uh, in this fictitious story. (laughs) Unfortunately, the size of this man was too much for the employees to take down the kidnapper. Yes, in the photo, this, uh, this fictitious man is ginormous. He's a real person in real life. It's a real photo of somebody who's quite large, and looks like they uh, enjoy Big Macs on a regular basis. It says here the the man was too big for the employees to take down. That's when eyewitnesses say a third employee, Todd Williams. Ooh, that's, let's find out what Todd Williams did, this fictitious McDonald's employee who got involved in the man trying to trade a baby for Big Macs. He clotheslined the man with a broom handle. Oh, that's how you do it. That's how you take down a, a would-be baby trader. Got him with a broom handle, took him down to the ground. Williams was quoted as saying that was a big dude. I grabbed the broom. I swung at him real, real hard. You know, I cracked that punk right in the neck. He fell. He hit his head on the floor and knocked him out clean. My aims on fleek these days. I tell you, we'll save that baby now. Uh, (laughs) Police searched Osterman's 1972 cargo van that was parked in the McDonald's parking lot where they discovered another infant was strapped in a car seat. Approximately six months old. Oh, this what was he gonna do with this one? This one he was saving for Baskin Robbins. He was gonna he's gonna get thirty one flavors. Man trades a six month old for mint chip in a sugar cone. <laughs> Another and other fake news. They also recovered some firearms in this fictitious story inside his nineteen seventy two cargo van. There was bottles, other baby-related items. They also recovered several rolls of duct tape, rope, and 20 bottles of Benadryl. Uh, what's he doing with all that Benadryl? Uh, this guy Osterman's all hopped up on the Benny. Osterman was taken into custody, charged with kidnapping, assault, theft, and child endangerment. He's currently being held on some... Bo- <laughs> like they, The article's reporting it as though it's completely real, which is hilarious to me. I, I enjoy it, though, for its entertainment value. It's quite nice. Let's just... Let's just take a moment here to be grateful that we don't really live in a world where people think that they can trade a baby for 15 Big Macs. Although maybe we do. I don't know. I guess the jury's still out on that. Um, I want to thank the individual who tr- sent me this story. I can't remember who it was. but <laughs> As soon as I saw the title, I was like, on it. I'm going to open with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not real. Yay! Canadians are reporting hard butter, and they're baffled. By the hard butter. I believe this story is actually real and it's out of Canada, one of my favorite places. A lot of fans in Canada. Big shout out to my Canadians. There's something off about the butter in Canada that's left many people flustered. They're looking for answers up in Canada. What's going on with the hard butter, guys? For weeks, Canadians have increasingly churned up debate on social media. With anecdotes about the hard butter that fails to spread as easily as it once did. Oh, the butter's not spreading as easily. Well, maybe you keep it in the fridge too long. Maybe Canada is Canada is just too cold. Canada is a cold place, guys. You know, sometimes you just got to throw in the towel. Some things just aren't going to operate properly up in Canada. It's just cold. Your butter might be hard all the time. Your nipples might be hard all the time. This is just the, you know, these are the, the it's the fallout of living in a cold place. In a northerly hemisphere. What can you do? I don't know. Maybe the butter up there is usually easily spread. Let's find out some more information about this mysterious hard butter. Oh, the butter's so hard. Something is up with our butter supply, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. A wrote Julie Van Rodenthal. Have you noticed it's no longer soft at room temperature? It's no longer rubbery? I don't know. Julie must know. She lives in Canada. She's a cookbook author. She must know lots about butter. If anybody's a... Authority on some Canadian butter. It's probably Julie. While some respondents blamed the cold winter temperatures for the alleged change in the butter consist- consistency, others felt their suspicions were validated. Some food experts are linking what's called Buttergate to the increased presence of a palm oil derivative, a conclusion that's been dismissed by the dairy industry, which says it is currently investigating this matter. Oh, the dairy industry in Canada has their hands full right now. Buttergate. Why is the butter so hard? Just throw it in the microwave, dumbasses. What's wrong with you? It's not a big deal. For food researchers, Sylvain Char- Charlebois, suspicion began last year when she noticed some differences in comparing an organic stick of butter with a regular stick of butter. Uh, she tweeted, Is it me or is butter much harder now at room temperature, eh? <laughs> do you like how I put "a" at the end of every Canadian quote? It's not really there. I just put it in there. Okay, so people are tweeting on social media about the hard butter. What about the scientists? What do they say? This lady, Charlebois, says more testing is needed. Need to get the scientists involved. She's dubbed this saga Buttergate. Convinced that an increase in the use of palmitic acid, a byproduct of palm oil that's commonly added to cow feed, is the most likely culprit. Oh, she thinks it's coming from the cows. Uh, Julie also pointed out, the finger pointed the finger at the palm oil as well. Uh, she wrote in the media last week that though it's perfectly legal for dairy farmers to use palm fat in livestock feed whether they should be is a contentious issue. Charlebois surmised that a mystery acid could be at work in october. <laughs> okay, we're going on and on about this uh how <laughs> the investigation into why the butter's so hard <laughs> it's really funny to me. Well, little research has been done on the health consequences of palm oil-based dairy. Uh, so everybody thinks it's the palmitic acids. I don't know anything about palmitic acids. Are you guys okay with this? Uh, does it still taste like butter? Then I'm okay with it. Whether or not the butter is healthy, we just don't know. There's a complete disconnect between animal feed practices and how these, poor, how these food products impact the health of consumers. Yeah, well, aren't there regulations on what you can give a cow? No, I don't know. Maybe more testing needs to be done in that area. Um, just be thankful, Canada, that in your country they're, they're not just giving all the cows all the steroids in the world, which is what's happening in the U.S. You know, if you're wondering why uh, 13-year-old boys are, look like they're bouncers at the club, it's because of the uh, hormones in all our food. So, just be thankful you guys aren't. Although maybe you are. Maybe you're dealing with that as well. We got 13-year-olds who are 200 pounds over here in America. It's unbelievable. Sometimes I buy kids' pants at the. <laughs> Jonesy, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm small. I'm a small guy. I'm a short guy. Sometimes I can't find pants that fit me, so I just go over to the, the kids section. Yeah, I got a 29 inch, 30 inch inseam. What do you want me to do about it? All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm five foot six and a half on a good day. And, you know, the kids' clothes, I'm, I'm noticing they're huge as well. They're huge. What is going on? The kids are giant here with giant kids. It's the hormones in the food. That's my, I mean, that's my contention uh, this month the dairy farmers of Canada <laughs> I'll probably just seamlessly go back into the story as if what I just said wasn't just ridiculous this month the dairy farmers of Canada addressed the recent reports of the hard butter in a statement say, <laughs> saying that it's unaware of any significant hardness in the dairy <laughs> in the dairy products this is big. Is there nothing going on in Canada that you guys are just having this roaring debate on the hardness of your butter? I want to live up in Canada, man. It just sounds like such a fantasy land. There's nothing, nothing to see here. Just, let's just find out why the butter is so hard. Canadian food inspection agencies have regulations that stipulate that the butter products must contain at least eighty percent milk fat. While adding palm oil to butter is is legal, but should it be? A buttergate is not what the industry needs or what Canada deserves, a food researcher wrote. That's right. Canada doesn't preserve butter gate, deserve buttergate. Deserve buttergate. Canada deserves I don't know, marijuana butter. You guys probably already have that though. I want to move to Canada where the only problem is the hard butter. Healthcare for all, but you got to deal with the hard butter. I'm okay with that. A man faked his own kidnapping because he did not want to go to work, the police say. I don't wanna work. I wanna bang on the drum all day. Arizona is the place where this man faked his own kidnapping. Let's not prejudge, okay? Maybe he has a terrible job. You know not all of us get to work at Cinnabon, you know what I'm saying? An Arizona man was arrested after faking his own kidnapping because he did not want to show up to his place of employment. He's nineteen years old. Brandon Sewells was found roughed up and helpless. In a place called Coolidge, it's 55 miles from Phoenix, he told the police, I was kidnapped by two masked men. They kidnapped me and I was not able to get to work. Oh, help me. In actuality, the police say he did it all himself, Brandon Sewells, age 19. A Coolidge police department official says, quote, Brandon informed us that he at first stuffed a bandana in his mouth. Afterwards, he took off his own belt and he he wrapped his hands with his own belt. He laid on the ground and he scooted out on the side of the road so somebody could see him. And then he waited. And his plan worked out. Or at least he thought it would. Police were called to the scene by a passerby that found Sewell's laying on the ground on the side of the road. Back to the quote. He informed us that he was hit in the head and stuffed in a car in front of his home. And this occurred after seven o'clock in the morning. But when we located surveillance video in front of his house, we were able to see no such incident. I love that this guy's plan was to sort of just wait on the side of the road for someone to find him. He's holding on to his belt behind his back. It's like wrapped up. (laughs) He's got a bandana in his mouth that he did not spit out. Maybe he taped it in his mouth. He could have taped it with duct tape. I mean, that's, that's usually the kidnapping protocol. You tape the duct tape. Now Sewells explains the kidnapping was over a large amount of money that his father had hid somewhere around town. What? What are you talking about? The elaborate story along with the slew of text message evidence he claimed to have were all made up. Coolidge Police Department detectives brought him in on the, on the 17th of February and questioned him after he admitted that he fabricated the story because he did not want to go to work. That's something Sewells won't have to worry about anymore, police say. Because he was fired from his job. Where did he work? I'm wondering. It says here he worked at the tire factory in Coolidge. Well, let's get well, let's get on down to the tire factory. Maybe this is a heinous place of employment. Maybe it's so We don't know. We don't know the pressures that he's under. Maybe he has one of those very overbearing bosses. You just don't want to show up. I had one of those bosses. His name was Jerry. Jerry from Indiana. I'll never forget him. Piece of crap. I hated going to work for this guy. Maybe, maybe this dude's got a, a Jerry-like boss of his own. And he's like, you know what? I just don't want to go in anymore. But if I, if I can fake my own kidnapping, then maybe I can be, uh, maybe I can collect unemployment. <laughs> can you collect unemployment while you're, while you're kidnapped? Maybe he's thinking those things. He's 19 years old. He has no clue. He doesn't know that you can just go take this job and shove it. I don't want to work no more. You know, young people don't know. This is his first job. I imagine, unless he had a paper route of some sort in his tweens, although that's pretty impossible. Um, I don't even think they have paper routes anymore. Anybody work a paper route anymore? Are there papers? Anyone get papers delivered to their door? I haven't seen such a thing in a long time. Those old ancient relics called newspapers. Now, before I exit this particular true story, I might add, I did do my research, uh, You know, we need to recognize what a dumb plan this is. I mean, if you're going to call out of work, this is a poor, poor excuse. There's there's many excuses you can come up with. Some excuses can't even be tested. You know, you could say, for instance, you cracked a rib. (laughs) You know, because when you crack a rib, right, they don't they don't really wrap you with anything. You don't there's no outer recognition that you've cracked a rib. Like if you break your arm, there's a cast. You know, people can see it, or your arm is in a sling. But if you crack a rib, no one can tell. They just, they send you away. You just, you wear regular clothes. You don't really, you know, there's no way to test it. So you just say, oh, it hurts when I breathe. Okay, take a few days off, kid. I think one of the best excuses of all to get out of work, though, and and please give me credit for this one, and feel free to use this one. This is a great one. You tell your, your workplace that you got sprayed by a skunk. It's the best excuse. First of all, they can't prove it, you know? And by the way, they're not going to allow you to try to prove it. Because once you're sprayed by a skunk, nobody wants you around. Your workplace isn't going to go, hey, I don't believe you. Why don't you come in and let me sniff you? I want to sniff your collar. They don't want to see you. They're like, you know what? Don't just take today off. Take the next week and a half off. Because you probably stink awful. Nobody nobody enjoys the smell of skunk. And it's hard to get off your body. Everybody knows that. you got to bathe in what, tomato sauce? By the way, who invented that? That's a strange tactic to get rid of skunk smell. Hey, let's just fill it with tomato sauce and jump in. (laughs) I don't know who came up with that, but it stuck. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just be like, "Eh, fill the tub with lemons and uh, some lavender essential oils and then bathe in that to get the skunk smell out. For instance, I mean, there's many other things that we could bathe in that would take away the smell, I'd imagine. but, But for some reason, we've all agreed that tomato sauce is the best thing. My point is, no one wants you around. You smell like a skunk. It's the best excuse to get out of work, guys. Thank you. I was going to say thank you. You're welcome. You may thank me. Hey, I know some of you are on your way commuting into work, so there's still time to call in sick <laughs> tell them you got sprayed by a skunk. Don't fake your own kidnapping, though, because you could, you'd have to pay a hefty fine. These things are illegal, turns out. I have a nice review on Apple Podcasts by somebody named Jen Zach, 1804 five stars, says Jonesy rules. Weird AF news used to be the start of my day. Florida Fridays on Monday morning makes Monday easier to take. It was always a day behind, but times got hard. April 29th, my sister died. My Google home got the COVID. And on June 12th, I was let go from my job. I was kind of shut off and didn't really care about anything. Well, this February, I finally got a new phone and I uploaded the podcasts and I have been binge listening. To Weird AF News here and on YouTube, you are my savior, Jonesy. Jonesy is hilarious, and if you want to feel better about yourself, just listen to the man in the closet. I love you, Jennifer from New Mexico. Still, in- still unemployed, she said, and she gave me a couple hearts. Well, I hope you get employment, Jennifer. Jennifer in New Mexico. And um, I'm sorry to hear about you, the passing of your sister and the hard times that you had in 2020. We've all, We've all suffered this year. This past year, it's been really rough. Um, I'm glad that I was able to give you some relief with this podcast, and I'm glad you rediscovered my podcast on your new phone as well. And and I and uh, me and the entire Weird AF News family hope that you get some employment, Jennifer from, from New Mexico. Thanks again for the five stars. Appreciate that so much. You guys can leave reviews for me, and I'll usually read them, um, even the bad ones. i re- I like to read because they're fun too. Everybody has an opinion, uh, so go to Amazon to leave a review, or Apple Podcasts. Those are predominantly the places to leave reviews. But if you leave uh, a review on another platform, I may not know about it, so just take a screenshot and send me an email of that. Funnyjones at gmail.com. I'll give you a little shout-out. I'll read the review. Uh, You can also uh, reach out to me on Instagram, at funnyjones as well. Twitter, at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Call the show if uh, any of these stories motivates you to do so. 646-450-2012 is the phone number. And being that tomorrow's Florida Friday, uh, the lines are open for Florida stories. Please submit them. Send them my way. Uh, No, seriously, uh, you can email me, Florida stories to funnyjones at gmail.com. And uh, you can also submit them through my website, weirdafnews.com. You can send Florida stories. So send them on in. Tomorrow's Florida Friday. I think I'm going to publish a couple calls after this. So stick around.
1: Hey, John J. Skeeter, and I, I, you did a story yesterday, and I just can't believe it didn't come straight out of Florida, cause that's the kind of story that sounds like it would be from Florida, but it was from Ohio, and, uh, some, uh, bomb squad was called to the church steps in Ohio, and, uh, it turns out that it weren't no bomb at all. Inside this big old bag was, uh, 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 pussy, and big old pussy and her babies, and, uh, as it turns out, it was, uh, uh, the big, big old pussy named Annie Sprinkle and her, uh, whole pack of newborn, uh, newborn babies that were just a day old. And, uh, uh Annie Sprinkle, you know, I remember seeing a, a, a couple of porn films from her from the late 70s and the early 80s. And, uh, her specialty was, uh, uh, like, uh, golden showers, you know, peeing on people. Now that ain't my thing, but, uh, you know, if that's your, if that's your deal, well, i ain't going to judge you for that. Now she was a beautiful woman, you know, uh, you know, uh, she had uh burnet hair and big old breastuses and, uh, you know, she was a big star back in them days. And, you know, my, oh my, uh, how far she's fallen as she's showing up on the steps of a church inside a, uh, uh, you know, a big old paper bag. Now, uh, people, homeless people, I've heard of them being in big old cardboard boxes before, but you know, if you're inside of a paper bag and not even a cardboard box, my, my, how far she's fallen. There, but for the grace of God, go I. We all need to be thankful that we've got it uh, as good as we've got it because, you know, we could fall down on our luck as far as she's fallen. She used to be, you know, one of the big porn stars of the, Late seventies, early eighties, and here she is now, uh, stuck there. But, you know, you said that, uh, she had, uh, peed on those babies, and, uh, that's a sad thing. Now, I know sometimes that can happen during childbirth. I wouldn't think she was doing that, you know, like she did in the movies, but sometimes it happened during childbirth, or maybe she couldn't leave the babies. She needed to keep her protected when she needed to go to the bathroom. She was afraid to leave the babies behind for fear that someone might grab them up or something. But anyway, uh, you know, I was wondering how she had so many babies you know is she on some sort of is that just like me do we need to call it the uh, guinness beer book of world records because she's uh she's 66 years old now that's pretty old to be having them, or she may be on those drugs. You know, women get old and they can't have a baby or they get older and have problems and they get to their wit's end, they'll do anything to have a baby. So they'll end up taking those drugs because they're at their wit's end, you know, those futility drugs, you know, they'll just do anything. So maybe she's on some futility drugs that made her have so many babies all at once. Well, anyway, I guess I'm just glad that they got her to a homeless shelter and got her cleaned up, and uh, those babies are in good care now, and she's... Uh,